Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. The next 10 minutes are inspired by a bad breakup. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to The Engine. There are few things worse than a bad breakup. (laughs) And that's obviously the reason why a lot of people stay... (laughs) stay in these train wreck relationships with individuals they don't even really care for. You know, they're just kind of muddling along, putting up with this like weirdness and they they don't really have a great reason. Because if you ask them, and again, I work with a lot of teenagers that are in these like on again, off again relationships. If you ask them point blank, hey, what are you doing? You, you guys keep breaking up. You're breaking up for a reason, but you keep getting back together. Why are you doing that? And they're like, well, it's really just, I mean, like if you knew... Like, they don't have a reason. It's just a train wreck, right? But that's kind of like the rite of passage in, in teenage relationships and in, in younger relationships. Like, you just, you just have to kind of do that. It's a very funny thing. And what most people say, if pressed, about why they're still in these bad relationships is they usually say, well, the person knows me. Okay, and it could be a guy or it could be a girl. And it's like kind of like, well, they, they get me, right? And, and that's fair, That's fair, you know, because what I always come back with is, well, look, how many people have you really tried to expose yourself to? Because that's kind of the nature of this, this relationship, right? And any, any real relationships, if you're doing it with any kind of, with any kind of intent, you're going to show sides of yourself that you may not show the general population. And that's, that's just kind of like having your person, your person knows you, your person knows what you do when you're nervous, your person knows, you know, your tells, your traits, like playing poker and having somebody have an open playbook on you. So, I mean, that's just kind of the way relationships go. And that's partly, at least in my, in my estimation, why it's so hard to break up and stay broken up because the person knows where all of your soft spots are. Right. And literally like they know the buttons they can push. They can know the things you're anxious about. They can know, you know, all these things. And what's odd is in this type of uh, paradigm where you break up with somebody and get back together. A lot of times the person's terrible. Once you break up, they're terrible. And somehow that leads to this like emotional high, which then leads you to get back together with them, (laughs) even though they're being terrible. It's a really funny, it's a funny thing to watch. And again, I work with lots of teenagers that are kind of going through these, these goofy things. And one person recently came in really upset about, about this breakup. And I was talking with her about it and it was really obvious that that this affected her greatly and the person she broke up with was not being cool and again it's exactly what exactly what you'd imagine i mean teenagers and and goofy things going on but what what struck me is that the girl realized how vulnerable she was to this other person's kind of kind of attacks and there's no way around that right because there's no way that she can she can park that car back in the garage she can't untell this person all of these all of these very intimate things about her right about you know her fears or anxieties or or what she's worried about in the world and and all of these things that again you tell people you're in a relationship with that can be weaponized right it becomes a Elon Musk calls uh, calls things attack vectors which is kind of an interesting concept but anyway it's it's a way for somebody to get you and we were talking a lot through it and I've been 
I also have been subject to those kinds of things, not just in, in relationships with, say, girlfriends, but in, in personal relationships with dear friends and family members. You have, you have periods of time when you're dealing with somebody who is struggling themselves, and I totally give people leeway to be, be in their own pit of hell. You know, it's not all about me. But they use things they know about you very negatively and very intensely to just hurt you. You know, and that's, that's what happens. And as I was going through this with this girl, I was thinking about it for several days, you know, and thinking about, you know, what can you do about that? How, how do you address that? And what really struck me is with a particular person in my life, there used to be this dynamic where he could say whatever he wanted to me and it would be very upsetting. And as I've gotten older, you know, there's somebody I've known for a very long time, but as I've gotten older, little things that come out of left field, you know, there's still great things about this person, but he just happens to, you know, say bad things at, at certain times, you know, and again, he's struggling himself, no big deal. But as I've gotten older, I've realized the thing that is kind of inoculated me against being emotionally tied to those, those types of negative, negative interactions is not that I can stop him from knowing me because he knows me and that's the way it goes. Just like these, these teenagers I work with, their significant others or ex-significant others know them. But what really struck me is it's not that I can ever take away his knowledge, but what I can do is I can kind of beat him at my, his own game and I can know myself better. And that's a very odd thing because it's kind of like, well, you spend so much time with somebody, they may pick up things about you that you don't even pick up. And that's a fair, that's a fair objection. It's like there are times when certain people really know know you and and pick up on cues and pick up on tells and pick up on things that you do and and you don't even realize you're doing it that's fair and that's a that's a risky dangerous thing i get that but as you get older and as you start understanding yourself and understanding what drives you and, and motivates you and and understanding your own quirks as you develop that understanding of yourself you're capable looking at these kind of like attack emotional missiles like character assassinations and things like that from a very removed standpoint. Because what happens is people think that they know you and they know you well enough that they can get under your skin, convince you that you're a bad person or convince you that you've done something wrong or convince you that this is all your fault, whatever it may be, right? Or that you really made them break up with you or, or something goofy, right? Like whatever the reasoning is. But the only way to get around that, the only way to defend yourself is to just know yourself better. And it's painful because there may be things that these people say, right? You're saying ex, significant other, whoever. It could be sibling, could be a parent. There may be things that that person says that, that have some grain of truth in them. And that's what makes them distinctly unpleasant. But just because there's a grain of truth does not mean there's a bushel of truth, right? Just because there's a little piece of them knowing you really well does not does not mean you should turn off all of your analytical reasoning and just swallow whatever they're saying whole. No, that's not the way it goes. And the sooner you understand yourself and the more deeply you understand yourself and the better you understand yourself, the less vulnerable you're going to be for people coming after you. This was a really hard lesson for me to learn. And I believe it was an even harder lesson for my, for my students to learn because 
it's just really hard and dating people and, and being engaged, you know, emotionally with people on that level, especially when you're younger, that's a really risky, gnarly thing. It's probably one of the reasons why I always advocate for, for my students never dating people just because it's like, what's in it for you? There's so much at risk, but what's in it for you? But be that as may, we're not going to stop 16 and 17 year olds from, you know, falling in love. So instead of telling people lately that they need to break up with their significant other or, you know, never date someone, I've started telling them that like, hey, look, dating people's great. If you want a successful marriage, one of the biggest recommendations that, that people make is try dating people. If you want to be good at dating and you want to be good at compromising, you want to be good at understanding people, you have to date people, right? Because when you're not dating someone, you don't get that great at compromise, especially when it's something that's really meaningful for you. So it's a difficult thing. And just like if you wanted to be an engineer, you need to do engineering things. If you want to be a great spouse, you need to do spouse things. But know yourself. As much energy as you put into understanding the person you're engaged with, you need to put that energy into understanding yourself as well. Because if you don't, you could end up just having this huge swath of your life, huge swath of your inner person, just exposed, needlessly exposed and needlessly hurt if things go south. And not every relationship works. Fine. You know, and it doesn't mean you don't go into it trying. It doesn't mean you don't throw everything at it. But you also need to throw everything at understanding yourself because aside from protecting yourself, you'll probably be a better person to be in a relationship with. I'm Matt Todd, and this is the engine that drives me. Go out and crush it.